Hey guys, we are pleased to say that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation charity. And now, a message from one of our supporters. As someone who frequently goes out in the rock, metal, alternative scenery, um, you know, go to gigs, uh, clubs, pubs, you name it, the foundation helps raise awareness for people who don't understand our choices in music and why we like to dress the way we do. Um, so for people like me, it's like an added comfort blanket when we go out, it helps spread awareness to everybody else. To learn more about this wonderful charity, head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com. Hey Jamie, do you like being cosy? I do. And do you like staying cosy? I like that even more. Then just head on over to www.staycosyclothing.com where you can find hoodies, tees, sweaters, and much, much more. With a new fall line out now. And just enter The Chronicles as one word at checkout to receive 10% off your order. And make sure you follow them on the Instagram at Stay Cozy Clothing to keep up to date with all the new designs. Remember guys, that's The Chronicles as one word at checkout to receive 10% off your order. Hey, this is Matt Roberts. You're listening to the Chronicles of Podcast with Tom and Jamie. Enjoy. Well, paint tapestries with my ass, boys. Welcome to hashtag WBW Way Back Wednesday. And these are the Chronicles of Matt Roberts. Why Matt this week, Jamie? Well, we thought, you know what, we're talking to an independent musician. We're learning all about her project on Friday. So why not talk to another independent musician in Mr. Matthew Roberts? Plus, we all love Matt. He does the music for our show. He's a good man. But this is the part two interview that we did with Matt. This is where we break down his latest full album, Vida. We go through it track by track and learn more about that album. And it's great. It's really, it's really interesting to hear like all the thought and process he put into each song on the album. It's amazing. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's gutting that we can't put the original interview out where we chatted to, but that was our third interview we ever, ever did. And we weren't recording video back then. So it'd be a little bit boring to watch waving sound waves on the fucking YouTube thing, wouldn't it? Listen to that interview. So um, we will try and get that out at some stage if we can. Um, but yeah, so we uh, Matt's been one of my closest best friends for about 17 years now. Um, like Jamie said, just the music for our show. He's been with me through thick and thin as I have with him. Um, he's my boy. And uh, I felt it was time for him, you know, to unleash him upon the world and uh, unleash. I like that word, unleash. unleash. I like saying it. it's not, yeah, that's a good word. <laughs> unleash his music upon everybody. So. You know, he has quite a few hours. He has Bloodstream. He had Lights and Escapades EP with Holding On, one of the best songs he ever did, uh, in my opinion. Uh, and obviously Vida. Um, so with uh, San Remo, that was it. I was just thinking, I was like, shit, what's that song called? San Remo and Wake Up as well. Ah, oh, some absolute classic. And of course, Fool's Gold is on there as well, um, which is very personal, very, very personal track. Um, but he has currently obviously got Retrograde Volume 1 and 2 out as well. Uh, and his brand new single, Chaos, is out at the moment. I mean, the man just won't stop releasing shit. So go get involved right now. Go follow Matt Roberts Music on Instagram and on Facebook. I'll go and follow Matt Roberts on Spotify and just get him in your face. 
just get him in your face. That's all you need. Align him to your ears and get him in your face. But uh, yeah, stay with me as a personal favorite. I could keep going. I could just keep talking about Matt's music all fucking day. <laughs> um, but no, he's, he's one of my closest, bestest friends. He means the absolute world to me. And uh, I couldn't, I wouldn't be prouder or more honored to release Matt's stuff out, uh, release his interview, sorry, uh, this Wednesday. Absolutely. And like I said, as Tom just said, Matt's released a ton of music since we did this interview. This was his last full album. But Matt's one of those machines that goes, oh, you know, I'll just release that full-length album. Well, have this single, this single, this single, this single, and this single. By the way, they weren't on the album. I've just been working on these since. So, and go check out Forevermore, because I love that fucking song. Oh, that's an absolute banger. <laughs> I think that hit like 14,000 views on YouTube in the space Something of like a week or two. It's Nuts. it's it, It's wrong that Matt isn't at a level that he should be because his music is so good. So please, everyone that watches this, go check out his music. And plus you'll find his interview. The dude's hilarious anyway. So just go follow Matt. Go follow him now. And if you get really angry by putting cold sauces on hot foods, then you guys will get along just fine. Jamie! (laughs) Any final words? No, Matt, just thank you so much for coming on the show. This was the second time we spoke to you, as you said. You give all the music to our show. So we owe you big time, my friend. Thank you very much. Matt, I love you very much. You'll always be a brother to me. And hopefully I'll see you soon. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the Chronicles of Matt Roberts. Ladies and gents, today we have a first for us on New Chronicles. If you will cast your minds back to April of 2020, yes, all that long ago, we're on this show called Superhero Bar Fight. Me and, the wonderful, me and my wonderful co-host are joined by a singer-songwriter. Well, today, he's here to, back again to talk all about his new album, Vida. We welcome back the only man who makes a snack plate out of Yorkshire puddings and samosas. The wonderful Mr. Matt Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. Thank you. Do I, should I be saying thank you? But yeah, let's go for it. Thanks, Jamie. That Facebook story <laughs> stole my heart. What can I say? Say what? What? You put, a, you put a Facebook story up, and it was like, "Got my snacks," and it was a plate just of miniature Yorkshire puddings and samosas, and it really captured my imagination for some reason. China, it was a Chinese selection box. I'll have you know. Let's go. There was Yorkshire puddings in a Chinese selection box. Uh, so I had a Chinese selection <laughs> box. Then I had like Yorkshire puddings with like just sausages in. I'm like it's Christmas. I'm going to eat all of that. Is my meal for tonight. There's a fun story for you. So there you go. That's how you start a podcast, kids. That's how you start a podcast. <laughs> well, you, anyway. you wanted the big questions, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're coming in thick and fast already. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of batter did you use? <laughs> <laughs> but but why no sauce? Oh man, I'm so weird when it comes to food. Um, it kind of stems from when um, I was a little boy. Um, we went we went to France, and uh, I refused to eat anything like. Nope, I don't want to eat that. I don't want to eat that. To a point where my mum goes, right, well, here's, here's bread. You're just going to eat bread. Like, sweet. <laughs> I loved bread. And ever since, I've been so... Well, not ever since. I've tried to kind of rein it in a little bit when it comes to like food. And I'm um, like, oh, I don't really like it with sauce. I'm not going to have it with sauce. So if you serve me a burger with tomato ketchup, I'm going to probably throw it out your face. I know. What? I know. What the fuck? I mean, I hate dry food. No, I don't hate dry food. That's That's a lie. I love food regardless of what it is. But I, I ha- it has to be a bit sauce. There's got to be some sauce, sauce there. I can't eat, like, I don't know, pasta on its own. Boring. Oh, yeah. Oh, obviously, yeah, with pasta, I'll have sauce. But if you're going to give me a chicken burger with mayonnaise, then I'm probably going to end your life. <laughs> <laughs> why? So, why? 
just i just hate it i just hate it oh man we're gonna go so off topic but i've got so many pet peeves with food like why would you serve (laughs) fuck you you've got me going now why would you serve like a chicken salad with like warm chicken and like leaves and then a like a freezing cold dressing fuck you chef like who does that (laughs) oh god winds me up a treat <laughs> I st- You've I got a good point with that one though I can't really argue with that one like seriously like this is really warm ha that's really cold what is that <laughs> that that's balsamic dressing sir it's your bloody dressing garçon shove off <laughs> oh I can't stand it as you can tell Oh, this is the reason why we had you oh. back on. This is wonderful. Oh, just to actually get angry about food. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the album. This is what we're going to talk oh, yeah. about. <laughs> I want my food dry and I want it beige. That's it. Yeah. I want it dry and I want it a rich mahogany looking colour. Thank you. <laughs> oh. anyway. So, so other <laughs> than the food exploits. Um, okay, well, I, I did the conversation in a very different way then. That's <laughs> no, all right. It's all good. It's all good. It's the, I think it's the first we've ever had where it's been, I don't know, it's odd, but still, it's all good. Um, <laughs> uh, how has 2020 been for you, dude? <laughs> a mixed bag of emotions. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, there's some, there's some highlights. There's, unfortunately, a few lowlights. Um, I think everybody's kind of faced across the UK at the second. Um, but at the same time, it's been um, very productive, which has been great. Um, I'm really thankful that I've got uh, this this music outlet to kind of support me through like I want to say dark times because that sounds really ominous, but just a few periods where I think, oh god, damn it, lockdown, I've got to do something. And then I'll just like come into my music room, open up my work in progress folder. I'm now on idea 54. Oh wow. It's getting a bit long, um, and I just go. I just I just went through tracks and thought, oh, okay, well, let, let's see what I can delve into. I mean, one song. I'm, I'm, we'll go into it in a second. Uh, obviously, I'll take your boy steer, but one song that's featured on the album is over ten years old, and that that sat in in the work in progress folder when I lived in Wales. So, um, oh damn, I've I've always been aching to get it on, aching to get it on, and I just couldn't do it. But like again. I'll, I'll save the juicy bits to later. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been all right. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking forward to see, see off the tail end of 2020. Um, I'm not going to lie. But um, I think for me, it just shows that uh, next year is going to be just a little bit trying. Yes. <sighs> so, yeah, see how it goes, I guess. Did you, um, did you, other than music, did you learn anything new or teach yourself anything new whilst locked away? Um, I, production i think i I spent more time on my production stuff um when doing the music uh with regards to teaching any other kind of life skills probably not um not really sorry man don't apologize i swayed some online courses didn't you and stuff yeah i did a few courses uh for google um because it kind of links in with the job I do uh, when I'm not doing music so i just got a bit of a, a basic understanding to kind of get the juices flowing to what I was going to open myself up to. Um, but <laughs> I quickly realized when I actually got into the swing of work, I literally had no time. I'd get to the end of the day, like, 
oh god like it was just so long it's just so full on and um I'd, I'd love to have that kind of tenacity for, for further learning but when it comes to the weekend like that's my switch off time i couldn't think of anything worse than going right today i'll do some further education <laughs> I can't do it. I've, I've done my stint of school sixth form uni i'm, I'm done I'm, I'm i'm done so obviously we're here to talk about vida vida but yep. first you've been very busy recently releasing two tracks onto your <laughs> youtube channel for uh, obviously this whole year lockdown period yes um what inspired you to be like vida's is not enough i want <laughs> a bit more let's do two lockdown tracks what you know was it just because you'd had the recording bug or what yeah pretty much um it's it's really weird when it comes to songwriting like i love the process i freaking love the process sometimes um <laughs> and when it's done like when i did vida i'm like what do i do now like i've, I've done it like oh I, I, I was missing that buzz. Like I've, I've wolfed down my team. Like I'm going to run upstairs. I'm going to grab the guitar and I'm going to phone my friend Mike. Like, dude, I'm not sure about this. I'm just ping suggestions back and forth, and I'm, I really miss that buzz. And I'm kind of hoping that some of the songs I've got on work in progress that didn't quite make the cut for Vida will hopefully make the cut for this lockdown EP. Um, but yeah, p- predominantly, I just, I just really wanted to, to keep the core. I wanted to keep creative um which was the the main crux of it all and um so one of them obviously being a cover of tears for fears and i I love i love that song and the reason why i love that song was just because the the little opening riff but then at the same time it's it's a great challenge for me because i'm a one-man band so i'd literally be like okay let's do that bit guitar down let's get the bass then the bass down let's get the other guitar guitar down (laughs) and then and then I realized that probably I should have done this, but I didn't really tune all of my guitars. I think it's such a, it's such a weird structured song. Like it, it's a bit bizarre. So I thought, okay, well, this is fine. Let me just, let me just record the parts, get the structure down, make notes on my, on my recording software. That at least I know I've got, I'm giving myself a bit of direction. So then I'm like, right, sweet now let's tune the guitar like you're meant to be a, a decent musician and now let's record so um yeah that's 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 what i did a really hard song to sing like really hard song mm. um so yeah i did that and um then yeah i just i just had this riff uh for the other song four tears <laughs> four tears <laughs> it's great it's a great track it's yeah, great lo- absolutely loved it <laughs> and um yeah um i i I don't it's it's really weird again like i I think about this quite a bit like it's a bit crappy sometimes not being in a band or not work with another artist kind of bounce ideas across like i always kind of just zero in when lyrics on writing about relationship i must have loads of pent up stuff which i just have to get off my chest like i don't know what it is like i don't consciously sit down and go right today i'm gonna think about someone else who broke my heart like gets to a point where like it's really monotonous god's sake man and uh, i was going through uh, my ipad where i do the lyrics and it got to a point on vida where i'd write a topic go right i want this song to be about summer vibe 
driving down the road in a soft top car. So ever, ever I wrote, but I miss your heart. Summer vibe, delete. But I miss the sun. <laughs> <laughs> so it had to rain, rain in a little bit. So, um, so yeah, four tears. Um, it, it's it's semi semi. There's a new word. It's semi. <laughs> it's it's semi uh, inspired by um, relationships kind of breaking down. Stop laughing. Sorry. <laughs> Because I, I keep seeing in the news, like a uh, couple of, I saw actually today, a couple who've been together for 12 years split up because of coronavirus. I'm like, what? Wow, that's insane. And then it must have been in my subconscious because then I started, like, I uh, had the riff, I started playing around with it, and then things start coming out. I'm like, oh, okay, perhaps I, I, I'm quite decent at writing breakup songs, love, heart songs that people keep crushing on. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just went for it. So, yeah. That's the of the EP. So love driving down the highway. She won't text back for about six hours. Oh, God damn it. This is meant to be about space and time travel. <laughs> <laughs> but my baby left me on the platform. <laughs> oh. So with the Tears for Fears covers, is that the first cover song you've done? No, no, I've, I've done loads. I couldn't think what other covers you did. Um, so I've got a SoundCloud account as well. Um, so I've done covers. I've done um, a Frank Turner uh, cover, uh, which is really cool. I did some recording with uh, my friend Kate. Um, I would say she's a much better singer than I am. Like she is probably the better singer, like ever. <laughs> There's no comparison between the both of us. Um, so yeah, Kate and I did a few originals. We did a few covers as well. So they're on SoundCloud. Um, but yeah, like doing covers is kind of a, it's a good, it's a good way to get rid of the blockage essentially. Like, um, mm. again, it goes back to my point where it's really crappy that I'm not in a band because obviously you could bounce ideas. You get a riff like, Oh, what should we do with this riff? Oh, let's take it down this road. Like, okay. That's quite cool. Whereas of here on my own worst enemy on my own critique, like I started to write a, a song uh, a couple of days ago and i try my best to not pick up the guitar and do it all through my keyboard and it's so freaking painful it's just unreal so um so yeah i i, I do do um a few covers here and there nice just a few i thought you were going to talk then tom nope <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> yeah um, so we should uh, probably get on to talk about good old Vida. Vida, absolutely fantastic. I listened to it the day it came out, and I, I believe I messaged you after I finished listening to it because it is it's, fucking, it's, it's fucking great. Okay. So I thought what we could do is go track by track and just get a bit of history about the song, what inspired you to write it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely fine. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's absolutely fine by me, mate. Lead the way. Let's so rip them apart. We've got to talk about the first song, Wake Up. I love the song. <laughs> yeah, that's a cool song. Play <laughs> me, please call it. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, so Wake Up. Um, it kind of... Oh, how can I describe this one? I really wanted to start the album, like um, just like a bit of an intro, but also to kind of give the listener a bit of a, a sense of direction to say, right, you're listening to my stuff. This is the level I'm sending at. Let's strap in. Let's get going. 
and um and i definitely yeah i don't want to sound too angry but i definitely think i i, I hit the objective there i really Absolutely. wanted to achieve that um and great thing about music is like you, you try and produce something in such a specific way but sometimes you get like a, a blessing out of it in a different kind of way and i really wanted to create uh that drum pattern i want to have things like a bit more tighter like uh, it's called like the 1975 vibe like there's i know a particular technique that they do to kind of get it done and i thought i'll see if i can recreate it but put my own stamp on it and it wasn't quite hitting the mark but i thought oh, okay i remember putting that drum pattern immediately thinking holy shit that is really cool that is a wicked drum pattern I thought I'd struggle with it for ages because again, I, I don't have a drum kit here. I don't have a drummer here. I didn't have the budget to go, hi Mike, can you please record this for me? Because, because he now lives in Germany. It's, it's just, it's a lot harder. And the advantages of using the software and the programs that I do is that when I do do his song, I can then go, Oh, let me just tweak that a little bit. It gives me a bit more flexibility. Whereas when you record somebody like with a microphone, that's it. That's gospel. If you wanted to go back again, you've got to set up all the mics, go back to the studio, bit more of a painful process. So when I got that, that, that open that, that kind of rhythm, that I was so happy with, with how it came out. So I thought, right, I need to elevate it a little bit. So I put on some kind of processing stuff onto it and it, it came out really thick. I'm like, this is really cool. Like I'm absolutely loving this. And um, it wasn't the first song that I wrote for the album by any means. Um, I can't actually remember which one I did. Well, it's going to have to be San Remo because I wrote that 10 years ago. <laughs> but um, I remember I sat here at the time and I think we, we weren't in second lockdown by any means, but it, I think on the BBC News or something, it was starting to come out like people were just just not listening. They, they just weren't taking it in, like what was happening like in the world, like people were like fucking dying and like, Oh, let's go to Waitrose and let's go do our weekly shop. Like what? Like what are you not getting here, pal? So then I thought, right, wake up is going to be like a protest song. Like you need to wake up here, pal. You need to, it's time to seize the day. Like, we need to get this done. And, um, then I started to kind of construct the song a little bit more. Um, and I didn't want to keep it really busy because I think the drums keeps the pace of it. And I didn't want to have like, like power chords or like on the strat or anything. So I thought, right, I'm going to grab the, uh, grab the Epiphone and just single notes like da, 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 da. And it worked. It was absolutely amazing. And I just knew from there I was going to write like a really decent song that I, I was able to like kind of just sign off because I have my little, um, my worksheets hung up on my wall so I can actually plan out and stuff. Amazing. I'm like, yeah, definitely going to sign this one off. And um, yeah. So then the, the lyrics kind of came up, but I thought, right, that, that, that opening like minute, it's got to get that person go, Holy hell. Is this, is this Matt? This is the guy I know. Like what? So then, yeah, did a bit of shouting, put a bit of distortion on to like, come on, wake up, move your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I love that bit so much. It, it just got to a point where I was just so sick of it. Like, what what you're not getting here? Like, this is it's your one chance in life to not cock things up. And if you want to do something, now's the time to freaking do it. 
but also you can't bear in mind like the kind of circumstances that we're in. So let's try not be an absolute moron about this, shall we? So, um, so yeah, kind of wake up, came on, um, had some really cracker samples, which I use, which just kind of put the little bit of fairy dust on top of the cake. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I absolutely love that song. It's, it's definitely a song that gets you pumped. Absolutely. It comes yeah. in and just blows your fucking dick off. You're like, well, Jesus Christ, we're in, we're going. Yeah. Um, yeah. What made you want to put the shouting in though? I, I think it's absolutely spot on that you put that in. What made you go, what you the know what? I'm just going to fucking shout in there. Fuck it. Let's do it. Well, oh, the bit that you really like, like the middle eight kind of bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it is more like um, a bit more of a challenge to myself because you go through the standard, right, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, outro. And I kind of just wanted to mix it up a little bit. I mean, as I said to you guys many a time, like this album for me is very conscious, the fact that I wanted to push push myself. I want to take things up a bit more. So it, 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 I, I wrote the lyrics and then I got got to this, this bridge section. I thought, I don't want to do a standard guitar solo because it doesn't fit. I don't want to do like a, um, a Van Halen synth solo because A, I can't do it, and B, it won't fit. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go for it. So um, yeah, closed all the doors in the house, and so my my neighbour didn't think, "Good God, what's he doing over there?" <laughs> and yeah, I just I just went for it. it took me a few takes um, because it's really. For, for me as somebody who's not that aggressive and I tip my hat off to people who can scream uh, and, I'm, and they could do it to a, a tune, like they could do it to a melody because it's really bloody hard. And um, yeah, turned the grit up a little bit with some processing and um, yeah, mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Was it just off the top of your head? Did you just, or did you write it all down? Um, that's a good question. I'm pretty certain I would have written it down. Yeah. Imagine you being like, "Is this your time?" Uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Go and yeah. shop for Bates goods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would have written it down. Yeah, I definitely would have written it down. My, my process is so odd. I remember I've said to you guys before. I, I write the entire song instrumentals, then I go back and do lyrics. Like it's really backwards way to do it, but it's just the way I, I do it. It's the way I'm comfortable with. Um, it works for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, so I remember just put off, so I've got a, a, some shelves here, I put the iPad there and it's really hard to get like ramped up. And I, I started to find during when I was doing the vocal takes that if I was there, like just moving my, like have my hands in my pockets or I was like, just had them like here while I was standing up and singing. <laughs> you didn't, I didn't get that much emotion. And if I really wanted to get like some, some higher notes there, I, I found I, I became more animated like with my arms. And I remember doing the, doing that shouty bit going in this life, you get one opportunity, <laughs> one goddamn shot. There's no second chances. <laughs> well, I got, I got messed up. Like, you <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> breathe. It's finished okay. recording. Got, I need a cup or a lie down. Yeah. <laughs> How was that for you, love? <laughs> so, yeah, it's um, it was something new. It was something new, but it was a fun song, definitely fun song. But yeah, like I said to you guys, like um, felt really sad. Like once, I, once I I did it, like oh man, okay, let's do another song. So, would Would you like to do more songs in that vein? Because you seem to be really proud of that song. 
Uh, I don't know, actually. Um, I, was, I, was, I was really happy with that song on, on so many levels because I've got the, like this pulsating bass. This is like a wave, like warm, warm, warm. So I was really happy the fact that I, I learned a new production technique and I was able to implement it. I was really happy the fact that I had like these, these samples. I was able to kind of chop in. I was able to build out this really ambient intro. And then... And like this huge intro. I mean, God damn it. Yeah, I'm so proud of that song. I'm not sure if I could write another Wake Up. Um, there, there was a time back in Wales where everything I was writing was in drop D. I get a bit chuggy. But I know for the fact that I don't have the right vocal set to achieve getting into that genre. Mm. Not, not that there's anything wrong with the genre or anything like that. I, I think I'd probably dilute the genre and not in a good way. Um, so, yeah, I think that Wake Up could be a one-off, but um, time, time will tell, I guess. Are they panpipes at the start? Yeah. That's fucking awesome. I noticed it. I was just to it earlier. I was like, are they fucking panpipes? Yeah. It's a Peruvian uh, band in your house. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's a wicked program that I use. And, um, they have, it was like, Chinese instruments and stuff and like Taiwanese predominantly Asian uh, kind of based instruments so I was just playing around with it I'm like oh wow that's really cool and you could set the key that you want it to kind of sound like as well so I worked out the key like okay let's put it on there I'm like oh that sounds good like oh my god that sounds really good and then just started to kind of build up like yes that's really cool that's done if I remember correctly I did, someone told me, then I did Wake Up because I, that I wanted to kind of get a theme going through the album. I wanted to put like matte sound and someone told me it had some very similar samples as well and obviously that rounds off the album. So I thought, well, I need to put that elsewhere in the album at the same time. So I started to play around the program. Then I started to kind of, well, things started to kind of grow on top of it. So yeah, then Wake Up was born. Beautiful. Beautiful. So moving on, we got uh, Now Then. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I love that song. But so, your favourite child, this. <laughs> I just love the fact the past two songs, as soon as you said the name, you just look off into the distance like, ah, those are good memories. I, I enjoyed really, that one. Really are. Really good good times, man. I mean, <laughs> if anyone says, so how's lockdown treating you? Like, dude, it fucking ruled. I loved lockdown. Can we keep doing it? <laughs> Because I have to engage with assholes of the world. I'm, I'm sat in my house where no one can come in like, give me coronavirus. I'm just sat <laughs> in my music room, just making music. It's sick. I love it. Absolutely love it. So yeah, so, when, 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 you, when you name a song, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Fun to times. Yeah, good times. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Tom, I cut across you. Go on. Absolutely fine, dude. Absolutely fine. When Now Then starts every single fucking time, Summertime blues come straight into my head. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like it's going summertime blues. Every time I do it. I do it every time. It's probably the same same kind of chords. I I, I know it's not the same song, but that's just that's where I go to straight away. I I call it the Ryan Adams effect. It it's so now now then is heavily by Ryan Adams. So on on his self-titled album he he's he's very clever he essentially just moved the capo up the frets to create like a new song i was watching him live like 
That's A minor. That's C. That's G. Again. Okay, you've changed the capo. That's A minor. That's C. That's G. Again. I'm like, how, how, you, how is this happening? Like, this is insane. <laughs> so um, now, now then was, was very reminiscent of um, some, probably like Summertime Blues, like you said, but probably some other songs um, at the same time. And um, yeah, it's just very riffy, very riffy. That's probably, I probably went against the grain a little bit <clears throat> on Now Then, because when you write an album, typically you record the drums and that's the drums that's the drum sound for the next 12 11 songs uh, now then wasn't the same drum sound at all as you could probably tell yes, but uh still rad still rad love that song wow. so what's it what's it all about uh, now then i'm gonna have to remember it S- sing it sing a bit to me tom <laughs> uh, it, uh, this is going to be my next question but I'll add it in uh, I find it's got the Rihanna effect by the fact that you repeat the same thing it goes I want it I want it I want it I want oh, yeah. it oh yeah it's so it's it's loosely inspired um, by one of my friends a guy called Paul Clark um, he runs a uh, a mental health group um, on Facebook um, called The Onion and um, it, it's a fantastic group that he's kind of created. And I think everybody at some point in their life has kind of come against some kind of mental health, mental health issue, whether it's been minor or it's been major. And I've definitely had my fair share of, of that, um, especially last year. So um, I kind of wrote this song and I wanted to be about like, look at where you are now compared to where you were before. So it, now it's meant the official title is meant to be now over then like i prefer now over then and it's kind of it's meant to take the the listener back to go well just think about what you've done and just think about what you've accomplished and compare it to 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 where you are now and if you look back on times hard see how much things change see how you got over that breakup see how you got over the, the morning of that person see how you got over that job and now you're in this job see how your life's kind of changed and gone a different direction and um i i, I think i can't remember the exact lyric it's either i want it i want it no, i want to know i think it's i want to know want to know because the other flip side to that song is that what it does my future hold for me like I just really want to know. And I remember I, I said to, to my mum quite a while ago, like, I wish uh, I had like a crystal ball go look in 12 months time. Just, just give me, well, am I happy? Am I with someone? Am I not with someone? Well, what, what's going on? So I think that kind of stemmed that kind of Rihanna effect. Um, but yeah, it's um, f- for the, for now then it's definitely a bit more of a, a production kind of focus for me. I wanted the drums sound a certain way. I like the, the glassy effects, the glassy kind of stereotypical strat sound that that's kind of cross through it. And then obviously I did a, a shredding solo, which I really loved as well. Good yeah, you're coming out with the solos is crazy. It's not like you at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a shredder. Like I'm not at all. I cannot shred to save my life, but I can do a pretty decent solo if need to be. It was delicious. Yes, buddy. Uh, next, we've got San Remo featuring Robin Hawkins. This one only we need to know about because you said it's been ten years old. 
Yeah. So, um, live in the house with a couple of guys and, um, this is when I first got like my little home writing bug. I bought all this, this gear. I was literally all gear. No idea that that was me. And, uh, I, I had to, I had to teach myself all, all these things. I thought, Oh, I'm going to say, I'm going to do a song and send it to BBC introducing. They didn't play anything because no one was singing on it. I'm like, why is this dude just sending his instrumental songs? Was anyone going to want to listen to this? I'm like, Oh crap. So yeah, I was uh, heavily into uh, Circus Survive um, during my time in Cardiff, and uh, during during my time in Cardiff as well, you had the bands like Kid and Glasshouses, Blackout, all those guys. Like they're at that level, and then it was the next level. I was kind of like just there to kind of witness that. And um, so the song originally was called "The Moya," which was named after one of my friends, my friend's girlfriend, actually. And um, I, I, I gave all my songs like really random song titles, like stupid stuff. And um, yeah, I wanted to write like a, a really kind of cool little poppy song. And this is the song where I had in my book, or sorry, on my iPad, Summer Vibe, Drive It Down with the Roof Down, Drive In With The Roof Down. That was it. That was the brief that I wanted to hit. And um it was really hard to sing. Like it probably pushed me out of my, my vocal range a little bit. So there's definitely a few takes that it took me to kind of get that. <clears throat> and, um, it, it got to a point where it's just a bit, just a bit bland, but I, I didn't feel like I was doing any justice. And, uh, I wrote this verse uh, and I sang it and I thought, this just sounds so dull by this point. Like, I've I've just switched off now, like just really switched off. So um, yeah, I messaged my friend Rob, and I was like, "Hey man, um, hope you're okay. Just wrote the song. It's screaming for like someone else to kind of sing." And I wondered if you do it for me. He's like, "Yeah, dude, absolutely fine. Send it across to me." And months had passed. I was like, "Oh man, he's not going to do it. He's not going to do it." So I I did it. So I sang on it and I was starting to warm up to the idea. I was like, okay, it's fine. So I did a, another guitar solo on it, which came off really well. I'm like, okay, it's actually turning out to be a really cool song. Again, sense of a theme here, chaps. It's another production pressure me. Like 10 years ago, I used to love writing just like acoustic guitar tracks. It is more mellow, a bit more like calm the reason I did that because I was into that music at the time, but also knew that I could produce it in a certain way, which made me comfortable. So San Remo is, it's a rock song. So for me to deal with all these kind of frequencies to deal with, um, can I bring that guitar out? Is that bass still cutting through? It was, it was hell on earth to kind of get that produced, but because I practiced and I just kept tweaking things. I was doing research that I, I was able to kind of find a nice little sweet spot. So eventually Rob goes, Hey man, um, I've, I've emailed you. I'm like, oh, no way. <laughs> so, um, so I listened to it and I was just laughing because his vocals were just spot on and I put them into the song. I mixed it. I cued it. I did everything I needed to do. And I remember I was just sat here with uh, my, my studio headphones thinking it's done. I can't, I don't want to do anything else because he has just put the cherry on, on top of it. This is done. And it definitely hits that, that, that vibe. And, um, it's named after a place, uh, in Australia. 
uh, San Remo. Um, so we took a trip to a place called Phillip Island. And um, yeah, we drove through a town called San Remo. And all along the drive, you could see the sea on your right-hand side. I thought, this is incredible. Like, I could get used to living here if I moved here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's a cool song. Really it's, cool. A, it's a great song, man. I think the first three songs really stand out a minute ago. You are listening to a Matt Roberts album. Holy fucking shit. Mm. Um, and what I love about San Remo is the chorus is really punchy. I was just... You know, whoa, whoa, and it's like, fuck it, let's go, come on. <laughs> whoa, whoa, why are you with me? Yeah, that was, I think that, that, that's, that's my Cardiff vibes coming through. That, that's definitely inspired by kids, kids in glass houses, definitely, 100%. Because they're, they're really good. At, well, they were really good at, at writing that kind of, that, that stuff. Yeah. And because it's that, I wanted that summer vibe. I, I wanted it to be a song where people like, reflect back oh do you remember when we went to to the beach and we listened to that and we had that that time and then literally in the meal like oh my god we we listened to that song i I wanted to have that kind of effect so it had to have like a really powerful like hook for that listener to go yeah that was cool i remember that so um yeah i was really glad i was able to achieve that but yeah i think i did about four tracks of me singing woe four different tracks so I was like stood really close to the mic, then I stood just off the mic, then really off the mic, then all the way at the back to get wow. that kind of gang vibe. That's amazing. <laughs> it's a, it's ideally it'd be better with about three or four people, but um, yeah, you just have to emulate it yourself. It's pretty cool, man. So burning down, burning down, burning down. <laughs> yeah, this was actually going to be an album filler. Um, I absolutely struggled with this one really struggled um, recording uh, Burning Down again this is very protesty um, at this point um, this is this is pure in- inspiration through COVID through what, what was happening all the lyrics stem from watching other people just like going against the grain going oh, I'll be fine <coughs> yeah we'll be absolutely fine like dude no like, come on, wake up a little bit. Let's, like, let's, let's have a bit of street smarts. And so, yeah, I've really struggled with burning down. The bit I struggled with was to get the guitar sound. Like, holy hell, I, it really pissed me off. I remember, <laughs> I remember working just behind me, and I, and I have a lunch break. I'd be like, right, I'm going to get on that guitar. I'm going to get this tone nailed. Oh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it at all. It's during summer I wrote this because I'd I'd finish it, realise that I've been inside the house all day, and I'd go for a walk around my town, and I'd put my headphones in, and I'd think, this just sounds like crap. It just sounds like crap. So I have my phone out, make a few notes, like change the EQ, change the guitar, change it all. And I hated working on it. I hated working on it purely because of my goddamn strat bastard and um somehow somehow from a little bit more tweaking i managed to to kind of find that sweet spot in the giant haystack that is guitar tone is just there and i found it and exploited the little bugger and uh yeah created burning down um the demo was was really interesting um, it got to a point where I was like, okay, I need to do a bit of mixing now. I've got to a place where I'll be like, yeah, that's fine. Don't worry about that one. 
but I thought I, I need to add a bit more stuff to it. So I added a bit more backing vocals, um, changed the dynamics a little bit. But um, yeah, it's just a straightforward, straightforward song for me, I think. I was just going to ask, actually, if there was anything, because obviously it's been like, love recording Waking Up, love doing Now and Then, love doing Sound. Was there, other, were there any songs that actually were like, for fuck, I, just, I can't, I don't like it. Fuck it, it's just to scrap it. I think, I think but <clears throat> Burning Down was was definitely going to be an album filler, but it turned out to be the runt of the litter, I think. like <laughs> It's a great song. That's I'm, a great analogy. I love it. Sounds, I, sound, I sound so egotistical, because, but I, I, put, I put so much effort into it, and then for it, when when it comes on in my car, I'm like, I just recognise like da da cat, da da cat, da da cat. And the reason why I say it's a bit of a an album filler because I don't think the lyrics strong enough. Personally, I know that the other songs were like, yes, flu, it just came to me, whereas this one it just felt a little bit more forced, mm. probably not as natural. Uh, during the process um but yeah struggle with the guitar tone um stupidly happy with the chorus like really you know how much i love an anthemic cormus 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 yeah have a curry cormus semily and cormus i love this brand new words being invented (laughs) (laughs) so um so yeah really happy with the the chorus and um the one bit i took ages upon writing was like the little breakdown like i remember i I recorded this song on an old bit of gear and this is why i struggled so i got i had this old bit of gear recorded burning down freaking loved it got a new bit of gear and then all of a sudden like i'm gonna flip everything you've done on its head like whoa what's this and I remember like, I, I couldn't recreate what I did on the old bit of studio stuff. And it was so painful because it was so effective. Like it was just, it just hit the spot of what it needed in this bit of the song. Um, so yeah, the, the, this one definitely pushed me to my limit. Really did. Really did. Did you want the title to sound protesty? Is that why it's called burning down? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So burning down came before wake up. Um, burning down was the first inspiration to see like reading the BBC, reading the news, watching Sky News, like seriously, like what is happening? Seriously, what is happening? I, I just couldn't believe it. And then you, then I saw like the prime minister go, yes, we're going to do this. You're like, oh, good God. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, definitely protesting song. I love that you didn't give up on it though. Cause if you said you've got this work in progress folder of stuff you've given up on, the fact that this one, you're like, no, I'm going to get this fucker and then nail the bastard and it's going on the goddamn album. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm so tenacious. I never give up on stuff. It's so rare for me to kind of admit defeat. And this is going to go off the tangent, but th- there's a reason being why. When I was a little boy, um, when I lived in Devon, my parents bought myself and my brother a bike. Uh, bike each and uh, we had lived in a cul-de-sac we didn't share the same bike trying to learn how to ride on the one bike this is clarify that bit so um so we we go down down this cul-de-sac and my brother would be like dumf, dumf, dumf. then me dumf, dumf. to a point where my brother goes you know what 
I'm done. I'm absolutely done. And my mum was like, no, 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 come on, come on, keep going. It's like, no, 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 I'm done. And me, I just kept cycling, falling, cycling, falling. I just didn't give up until I got it. And that's, that literally, that just keeps me going in, in life um, through, through anything, whether it's like my creator side, whether it's my, my personal side, like in work or like love life. I try and like keep it going until I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I can see that I've put in everything here. I'm absolutely done. And it's only happened to me a, a few occasions where I've literally had to draw the line and say, so you know what, dude, I'm, I'm not, I can't do this. I'm like, I really cannot do this. And, um, burning down was quite far away from getting to that point where I'd be like, you know what? Now nah, I'm going to get rid of this because I put in so much effort in this song. I thought it's, I, I just need to do a bit of tweaking. I just need to persevere. And, um, and it paid off, paid dividends. And like five knee surgeries later. <laughs> yeah. I thought I'd bike so much. <laughs> yeah, I've got six new hips. <laughs> Three new legs. <laughs> you know, except I recognise this one. <laughs> oh, this is Wednesday leg. <laughs> I put on Sunday leg. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's a run to the litter, definitely. Uh, next we've got trends. Ah, trends. This is the write a song in a day challenge. Ah, oh, yes. this one. Yeah, so trends is write a song in the day ah. challenge. And I actually came to see you, Tom. Uh, we went for coffee that afternoon. So um, to my right here, down here, I've got my, my pedal board. And just to the left of it, I've got a rack of guitar pedals. And usually I just plug my guitar straight to my sound card and I use like guitar emulation and stuff to kind of create my sound. So I was looking at my guitar, my, my pedal board stuff that I use live. I thought, I really should plug that in. I haven't paid for it for a while. So I put, put my delay on and uh, I was just noodling on my, my Telecaster. I remember that. My favorite guitar means a lot of memories, man. And um, so I was just playing around with this riff, like bum 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 and then that's the birth of that song. And then next thing I know, my friend Mike uh, calls me. He's still living in the UK at the time, and I was like, "Dude, what do you think of this?" He's like, "Classic Matt song, classic Matt <laughs> <laughs> <That> riff." <laughs> oh, really? Cool. All right. He's like. Um, get it done in a day. I challenge you, get it done in a day. Like you mental, I'm going to get this done in the day. It's like, do it. See, see what happens. So I wrote, uh, I wrote up to the bridge, uh, by 12 o'clock. Uh, I, I laid everything down. I had the riff. I had everything sorted, I had the drums. And then I went to go and see you for coffee, came home. It must've been about three o'clock. And then until about 10, um, I wrote the, the rest of the song, wrote the lyrics, sang the lyrics, uh, and I did everything to it. And I go, here you go, dude. What's up to him? He's like, did you seriously just write a song in a day? <laughs> yeah, I wrote a song in a day. And for, to hear from Mike, who in my eyes is probably one of the best drummers I'll ever come across in my life. He that, That's his bread and butter like that's his world that is his that's his income he is a drummer he's a session drummer he knows his stuff if he says i'm onto something i'm gonna go with it and he said i love the way those drums kick in like really he's like yeah man love him 
like it's just, it's just slightly offbeat. And for me at the same time, because it's got their like boom, cap, boom, boom, like the electric drums at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew the second I started doing that, I thought BBC are going to love this. For some <laughs> reason, they love any of my songs where I've got like that 808 drum, like boom, cap, boom, boom, I just knew, I just knew they'd love it. I just knew they'd lap that up. And then, and then, yeah, I uploaded to BBC and the next day got played. (laughs) (laughs) So if it was written in a day, why did you not call it song for a day or whatever? Um, so that brings me on to the lyrics. Um, this is probably the only song that's, that was slightly inspired by a third party. Um, a certain individual, not Mike. Obviously, Mike gave me the challenge, but I was—I was, I think I was just at the tail end of of trying to start seeing someone, and it just just went kaput. And this, this certain person was um, very big in the Instagram world. Uh, well, they wanted to be big in the Instagram world, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's not directly at that person it's it's the topics kind of stemmed from that and um i i didn't i wouldn't say that i personally felt like oh he's a musician that'll look good for the gram because i'm I'm just a musician who lives in evesham i mean i'm not like drake (laughs) (laughs) wait the wrong color start with exactly (laughs) i'm not ed sheeran let's go down that road yeah yeah I mean, I'm just Matt Roberts. He lives in the outskirts of Worcestershire. So, uh, so yeah, you're to the wrong ballpark there, lovely. So, um, so yeah, but at, at the same time, I felt, I felt like I was pushed. I put in, I put in so much effort into kind of showing this particular person, like who I am. And, and it's not like, it's not a front or anything like that. But at the same time, I felt like, something just doesn't feel quite right here so that's the the line where i said i'm not a trend to do like i'm not one of your phases like okay i've I've been with a pt or i've been with someone i'm gonna go for a musician like no 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 no. i'm not i'm not part part of your trend like shove off so that's kind of where it kind of stemmed from very loosely it's it's really hard to describe because it's not like at her going this is about you bitch it's all about you (laughs) (laughs) because it's really not it's not directed to her it's just like i've i've seen things in that world kind of go that way and i'm just and that kind of that's how i kind of took my inspiration so it's not about her in any shape or form it's really cool man it's a cool song really cool i was stupidly happy with it is, is yeah. the version that you finished in a day the one that's on the album or did you yeah. just speak afterwards and all that sort of stuff yeah 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed. Thank you. So next how, how week, you, oh. I, I, just quickly, how did you come up with the track order? Because obviously, Trends is quite a softer song. Um, the first four. There's, there's a bit of psychology behind it as well. You got to think about um, the listener's kind of attention span. Because if you think you got wake up, you're like, oh yeah, this is wicked. This is this is really cool. And then you got now then like da 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 got that opening riff and you got the bass line go so I started to think about like how do these songs start is, is this going to appeal to the person are they not going to go oh god 10 seconds in bored I know that 
because I do that. So I needed to kind of take that, kind of put it into the, to the album itself. And there's there's two stripped back songs um, on the album, and I had a, uh, some pressure for Mike again to say, "Dude, just just scrap them. They're not good." Well, actually, mate, they mean a lot to me, so I'm going to keep them. And um, he goes, "Okay, we'll, we'll split them up." I'm like, "No, because there, there's a theme to the to to the album. Like, there's a has some kind of fluidity to it. Like, I like to think I'm starting to shape my my sound and my production, so I'm not going to change that." the first few tracks i want them to i want, I want it to be a journey like woo! you got the start you start the roller coaster like woo, this is amazing <coughs> excuse me this is the best song of my life oh my god and then it starts to go down a little bit so you get trends and then you get the next few tracks and then you get to the lull which is like the nice like sultry stuff the stuff that i, I also love and enjoy, enjoy writing at the same time and then you kind of build it a little, a little bit back up just as you come, as the train's coming in. <laughs> Love it. So yeah, the um, track ordering was an interesting one. I think I did, I changed them about three times. Okay. Yeah, changed about three times. So after Trends, we've got the debut single in a Fool's yeah. Gold. Yeah, FG, baby. FG. I fucking love this song. It's wonderful. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's that's Wow, that that that's probably one of these songs. Where I thought when I when I finished it, I thought, "Oh man, what am I going to do now?" I was so <laughs> gutted it was done. Like, ah, but yeah, I love that song. It's 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 bittersweet because should I say what it's about? So we'll put some context into this. We will, we will, because I'm more than happy for you to. So basically. For anybody listening to this now that didn't see the live show back in October, is it October, start of November, start of November, we did a whole live show based on just one song um, where Matt gave you a little bit of context into what it's all about. This episode here, this interview, we are actually going to delve into what this song is actually about. So strap yourselves in, loves, and here we go. (laughs) (laughs) So this song is about Tom. So... um... I, I remember I was listening to um, quite a lot of pop music at the time, a bit of like, I wouldn't say like pop, pop, like Ariana Grande, because pop these days is kind of a bit like indie. There's a little bit of dabble, like dashes of like indie in it. And um, I listened to this one song and I thought, oh God, that's just so simple. Like that's a wicked song. So I thought, okay, well, I'm not going to plagiarize it because I'm going to get sued, but I'm going to take some elements and I'm going to see what I can do to it myself. And at this time, I remember like you were going through all of this crap with this particular individual, and it was just it's gut wrenching to hear. Like I just I just couldn't believe it. Uh, this is June summer, wasn't it? Was it summer? Yeah. And um, I remember the conversations that we had, whether it was over the phone or I came to see you, were to have a coffee. And I just remember sat there listening to these stories like, what on earth is happening? And I remember my phone going off and then I was waiting. I was just, I might as well have just said, started to pick up the phone and go, come on then, what's wrong now? And it, it just got to that point where I thought this is just absolutely unreal. So um, I had the, the riff kind of ready. Um, I had something there. Um, 
And it, I definitely had a brief of trying to make something just a little bit more hooky. I really wanted to really encapsulate like a really a song where he thought, shit, I'll keep singing that damn song. <laughs> like, God damn it. That was yeah. what I wanted to do. I had to get it done. And then, and then, I'm, yeah, this, this one I mean, but it's like, it's bittersweet. Like I kind of, my inspiration came from your pain. <laughs> it's really horrible. <laughs> and, and then I kind of, I think if, if memory serves me correctly, I kind of, I try to put myself in your shoes to well, wake up like, okay, can you spell it out for me? Do you want to tell me how to breathe? So I can skip this round of you knocking me off my feet. And like pray to your God for the ones you love, the ones you trust for one last time. Like seriously, I'm just done, just done. And then the chorus, it sounds a bit convoluted, but the chorus was how glorified she put previous relationships on a pedestal in comparison to you. Where then actually when you took that step back, you think, oh, I wasn't the problem, it's you. So you had, oh, well, I've got Jeff, Bill, Simon. <laughs> and like, she's painted this beautiful canvas of the scenery, like all these flourishing colors. But it, it, it's fake. It's fool's gold. It's fool's gold. It's all bloody fake. Because they're, they're not the, the creme de la creme. There's nothing wrong with me. It's you. And that's why it kind of, kind of stemmed from. And... um yeah and then I, I remember writing the middle eight like like it was yesterday because uh, again I, I had i heard you say those words like um i, do, I just can't take any more man I, I literally can't take any more i don't know what to do like i go home i get shouted at i wake up i get shouted at i'm in work i get shouted at and i just remember saying to you dude you gotta get out of there just leave and um yeah it was just insane <laughs> absolutely insane but so um, yeah, fool's gold. Complete dedication to Mr. Stevens. Yeah, it's greatly appreciated. It's uh, every time. Every, it gets me every time, Jamie. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, it's it's bittersweet as a friend listening to it as well. Let alone for you writing it. Like because it's such a catchy song. If I listen to that song, it will be in my head for the net for the rest of the day. <laughs> like when, I was listening to it earlier when we first got on this, joined this Zoom. I'm sat here going, <laughs> you know, it's stuck in my fucking head. And then I'm like, I'm jamming on and like. Oh yeah, I just remember what this song's about. I feel bad for like enjoying this. It I've seen a lot, yeah. yeah. And I'm the one who wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one who wrote the song because one of my best friend is going through like probably the worst things imaginable I've ever seen him go through his life. And I'm like, so what was she done today? <laughs> let me let me just take some notes. Shit, that's good. I mean, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, um, but that, that's the great thing about music. Um, I think I said it uh, in an interview um, with Gemma that um, music to me is like like a photo album of sorts. So I'm a big fan of of certain artists. So um, I buy their vinyls. So when I'm old and hopefully if I have kids or something, they can go, Daddy, who's this vinyl? But like that, my friend, is such and such artist. And then it's a flashback for me. So Fool's Gold, it's going to be a flashback for me of, of, of summer. And then obviously doing the video with two of my other closest friends um, as well. But also the fact that it's dedicated to one of my oldest friends in my entire life, then I think that that's absolutely amazing as well. Um, and it goes back to 
to, to something else when I did um, Lights and Escapades. I wrote uh, that song, Lights and Escapades, was about uh, Mike's girlfriend, like who was the love of my life for like five years. And that song was about her. And when I got into another relationship, um, that new one, so I hate the fact that that song is about her. Like, I, I hate that. Like, what do you want me to do about it? Do you want to go back in time and get rid of it? <laughs> but eventually that song's meaning got taken over by Mike, by, by the memory of I, that I have of Mike recording the drums on it. So eventually Fool's Gold, more than likely, will probably have a new memory which will supersede the actual topic. Obviously the topic will remain. I'll be like, yeah, well, about Tom. He's going through some really crap stuff with this girl he was with. But eventually it'll probably be like, actually, yeah, that was about summer. That was, that was pure. That, that's, just a, that's just a love song, a poppy love song. It's just catchy as fuck. Like Jamie said, it just, I can't stop singing it. Every time I go to listen to you, I pick it first every time. <laughs> That'll hold none anyway, but uh, I'll it, always bring that song up. It's so weird. I mean, it's, I put so much effort in, into pushing Fool's Gold. Like, to a point, I was emailing the DJ at BBC and I was like, Andrew, I'm dropping this thing. Go, please play it live, mate. Please play it live. And um, I've never been so excited for that day. I was, ne- I, I don't think I, as a kid, I think, I think Christmas was like way below the list. Fool's Gold's top of the list. Because I, I built up so much time, like all the videos, the preamble, it was all me. It was the first music video I did. And so, and I, it, again, it, it was me, it was my friends behind the camera. So much effort was put in. It felt like a proper production. And then when it, when it launched, I just got inundated with like messages. And, and one of my fondest memories, my friend called Holly, she, she's filming herself. She goes, Alexa. Play Full Score by Matt Roberts. And then, like, oh my God, like, she's in a different town. And that's me singing, like, oh my God, this is so freaky. And then my cousins in Australia go, dude, this is an amazing video. Send me a picture of the video. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and then I have immediate, my nieces and my nephew are then dancing to my video. I get a video of them dancing, like, this this is the best this is the best feeling the best feeling and uh, yeah it means a lot vida the entirety of it does really mean a lot to me like now then to track him back that's the first song that my brother has ever said to me you nailed that ever he's never said that about any other song i've done to the point where i've screenshotted it so i've now got it for the rest of my life wow so then when it kind of goes to the chain when it gets to its trends I call that the Mike song because dude, write that in 24 hours. I'm like, dude, you have yourself a deal. And, and I did it. And then I get fool's gold. And that's about one of my bestest friends. I'm like, cool. That's really amazing. I'm, I'm really happy about that. And, um, yeah, Vida is, is more of like, um, it's more like a, a photo album for me. Definitely. That's such a cool, I, I, I love that. That's why I said it's about me and Jamie doing a show. Like it's just, a diary, like I, like I say, it's just a diary. Go back to episodes where we're chatting back about what we did in the week. And you're like, "Fuck it off, God, I did that." Yeah, it's yeah, like it's yeah. so cool. Ne- never would you think that you would have interviewed the people that you guys have interviewed, like in your wildest dreams. You think, "Oh my nope. god, we interviewed like that dude's vocal coach." Like, huh? <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> well, it's just nuts, and that it goes back to my thing. Like, 
I remember sat at my my mum's dinner table, like heartbroken. Going, mum, I just want, I just want a crystal ball. I want to know I'm going to be okay in twelve months. I just want to know I'm going to be okay in twelve months. And if in that crystal ball, I would have seen, yeah, you're going to release an album that's going to have nearly a thousand streams. You're going to be played on the BBC. Like, chaff off, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's nuts, man. Absolutely nuts. But um, yeah, it's 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 great. It's, it's absolutely great. So that's why I'm really gutted that it's it's done. I'm so happy that it's done. That like, it's out there. I've done it. But now I'm like, oh, come back. <laughs> so yeah. <coughs> so, Next song on the album, I love this song. Like, I was re-listed the album earlier, and this one stood out to me on the second listen round, and that's "Find Me." Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. That was um, that's that's definitely another album film. I'm going to crush your dreams, there, James. Uh, <laughs> definitely an album filler. Um, all I know is that I really wanted a big ending to that song. I think that that's the longest song. That's, that's hopping near like mid four minutes, four four and a half minutes or so. Um, again, that's probably just a stereotypical kind of love vibe. Um, but I really wanted a big ending, like a really like, oh, holy hell. Like that was building up to something like, holy shit. There's not a lot I can really say about Find Me, uh, in all honesty. Um, what was the inspiration for it? What inspired you to write it? Um, I think probably Vic, kind of came from bloodstream so obviously bloodstream is more personal more about like uh, love breakups trying to find that one person where i can go you know what this is it this is it for me now i'm done for life and um i think i think this year 2020 i think i went on about five different dates and i got to a point with find me where it's kind of like I'm just throwing out the positive vibe, I'm throwing out the vibes like into the world. Like, if you're out there, love, please fucking find me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't take any more of this. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that's, that's essentially what it's about. And um, it's just yeah, my favorite thing about that song is it's just a big ending. I just love a big ending. It's cool. It's cool. Because obviously this year is obviously really fucked dating for everybody anyway. So. Don't forget me started. No, sorry, I won't. Sorry. <laughs> Have another fucking hot and cold food combination story. <laughs> that's second on the list of hot and cold food served together. Right, change, change topic quick. <laughs> Ellendale Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ellendale. Ellendale. Um, so I wrote this um, at the beginning of the year. Um, had no idea it was going to make the album. Um, at that point, I wasn't really targeted to kind of wanting to achieve to make an album per se i just wanted to just write like i'm doing with the lockdown ep i just want to write just record stuff because i just freaking love it but um ellendale avenue um was fresh from uh spending christmas abroad uh with with some family and um prior to that that kind of trip that i took um i lost my job um so i was off for a good few months i was interviewing heavily in the run-up to this this trip like god i got to get something i can't start off 2020 with no job i'm gonna be screwed so i worked my ass off got a really cool job set up it was in london i thought that's fine that's absolutely amazing i was seeing somebody at the time as well who's really nice i thought okay things are things are falling into plan this is nice but um i came back from the trip and just 
everything just fell on, fell on its ass. Like the trip to London from where I am now just zapped the energy out of me. I had, I had nothing left in the tank by the end of day one. I had nothing left. Uh, the whole job completely flipped its head. Uh, the girl I was seeing, I saw that I was going through something, but wasn't being that supportive either. And I just felt really out of sorts. I felt really out of my comfort zone. Like, what's happening here? Like, am I being punked? Am I, what, what's going on? It's just really bizarre. Uh, so I reflected back on the, the time away that I had. And um, it, it, was, it, it, just, it just stemmed around Ellendale Avenue. Like, when I was with my family, um, I, was, I was like, I'm talking to you guys now. It's, I am Matt. When I came back from that trip, I'm like, who's this guy? This is not Matt. And, I'm, and I wasn't myself. I just felt like really out of sorts. Like, this is not what it's supposed to be. I was maybe coming back here, going to work in London, staying over in Oxford. What is this? What is this? Isn't what? Well, no, I did not sign up for this. And just, yeah, things just took a turn. Um, so, yeah, I quit the job and uh things kind of fizzled out with the girl i was seeing not not like in a bad way or anything like that but um um yeah i just i was just really missing my family loads um so yeah i, I, I wrote Allendale avenue and I, I spent a lot of time trying to get the lyrics right on that one and uh it was an enjoyable experience doing the lyrics actually quite shockingly based on the fact that's quite a depressing topic but uh, that came really easy to me. I was really happy about, oh, actually, that's, that sounds actually quite clever. Rather than trying to make things rhyme like and uh, like fish. Oh, they don't rhyme. Let's get rid of that. <laughs> uh, it's, still, it's, still, it's still got a little bit of a hook in it. Um, so, yeah, I was really happy with um, yeah, really happy with that one. It was cool. It's a cool song. I remember, I remember the phone conversations when you came back. Oh, I'll never forget them. I, I don't remember them at all. Like, feel free. Give, give, give me an example. Give me an example. I remember being, I remember, I think it was at Eco at the time. And you were climbing, you were literally just like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, man. Because obviously I remember you having to travel all that way for work and then travel all the way back into the, every day. And you were like, oh, I, can I work from home? And they were like, no, it's four out of five days where you'll be here. And I remember you, just, you were absolutely just gone. Just absolutely gone. And then you were staying at her place. I yeah. think every now and again yeah um, but then she wasn't really being as supportive as you had hoped and then no, that was really yeah. straight on you as well there's definitely there's definitely things which contributed to to the emotion it's definitely an emotive song as is the next one that follows um ellendale uh, and i remember drivers so my, my route into london was drive from here to oxford and for oxford get the train in then from london get on two tubes uh, I'd leave the house at six. My day started at nine. I'd get to the office at quarter past nine. I was never on time. <clears throat> never on time. If I was going to be on time, I had to spend about a hundred quid a day just to make sure I was on time. And I remember as one journey, <clears throat> I got, I got to Oxford Parkway and I just cried my eyes. I just cried my eyes out and I, <laughs> I recorded myself. I took a video and I said, and I, I remember saying to myself, if you ever watch this, use this as a reminder to leave this fucking job. This is not working. 
and then I go and stay with with the person um, that I was seeing. And it's like, oh, how's your day? And I'm like, I, I think I'm going to quit my job. Uh, I, I'm mentally, physically broken. It's like, okay, I want salad for tea. Do you, do you yeah. bed? So, um, so yeah, the the emotions were kind of driven from the stuff I was going through there prior to the holiday holiday that I had to kind of deliver Ellendale. Where is Ellendale Avenue? Uh, it's in Australia. Oh, no. Is that where the family live? Or? So, yes, where the family live. Nice. Nice. Yeah, um, yeah, it's very ballady, but now I know what it's about. Now I know why it is. Because <laughs> I think those, I think Find Me and Avenue, and the one we get onto next, all three in a row, are very slow ballady, like really just it's, really. It's, yeah, at the top. No, how can I describe this? That's the best analogy I can describe this. It's like you've gone through the fast-paced stuff. Now it's starting to slow down a little bit. The pace has been taken off. I'll turn the dial down a little bit. So you've gone to find me because it's a bit more like relaxed. It's a bit more ballady, like you said. And then you go to Ellendale, which is just me, uh, stripped back. With- yeah, it's like you've opened the door and gone, here I am. Yeah, this come is have, Come have a look, yeah. This is all the production takeaway. Drums off, uh, bass is off. Keyboard samples done. This is the other side of me. This this is what else I like I like to write about. So um so yeah, that's what I did. So and you say that links near nineties and little try that again nicely into the next song, uh, Amor. Amor, yes. Yeah. Um so yeah, um that was <laughs> I think how can I, again I'm just trying to best way to word this one. I think it it took it was a step back for me to think, you know what? I, I don't know how to love anymore. I, I don't know what love is like back in the day without these dating apps to go kind of support us singletons. It'd literally be through a friend of a friend or you'd be in like Welsh club in Cardiff, but like, I know you like, yes, I work in top shop. Yes. I as me as again. So much easier there to speak to somebody physical. Whereas now you're on your phone like, no, no, yes. Never going to hear from you again. I literally got to a point five months ago where I found this this one girl and I thought, you are the perfect thing I'm looking for. And I, th- and I just said to myself, I am never going to talk to you. <laughs> I'm never going to talk to you. <laughs> like, what are my chances this is going to happen? So I took that step back thinking, I just got, I just got no idea anymore on what to do. I don't, I don't know how to approach women anymore because everything's done digitally. Uh, people are so judgy when it comes to like Instagram, your Facebook, how you kind of convey yourself to others. Like, I don't know what's deemed acceptable because you're going to social search me, whereas you're not actually getting to know me as actual individual. Yeah. And obviously going through the, the rigmarole of, of these dates, I'm like, you know what? I'm just done. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. I'm being myself. Like, what the hell is happening? And uh, that song was actually recorded live, one take. So I had a mic here. I had a guitar plugged in. Bring Both done at the same time. That's amazing. It's very rare for me to do. Why did you want to do it that way then? Um, I was kind of riffing, if anything. I remember I was just sat here 
and sometimes like i like to like just go over the songs that i've kind of recorded uh, and released and just kind of strip them back and just play them around and then i remember I came to the riff like dang 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 like ooh that's quite nice so they grabbed the mic and then then it kind of stemmed from there so quickly grabbed the ipad write out wrote out some lyrics and i just recorded and it came out really well. So if you, I think it's right at the beginning of the song, you could just hear like the, the glassiness of the strings and that would be picked up from the vocal mic that I used because it's on my lap. The guitar's on my lap. So I got the guitar plugged in the vocal mic like right here and it's picking up the strings. <laughs> I quite like the order. So it's like, it's almost like you're telling a story in a way from five meter or more. It's just quite, yeah, that's why, that's why I asked about track listing, the way you, where you, um, I didn't in. think of it like that. Yeah. I, I didn't purposely think, oh my God, these all got the exact same theme. I'm going to bunch these up together. It, was, it wasn't like that. It wasn't intended to be like that. Um, no, I think the, the only thing I wanted to achieve with the track listing was just kind of like start it big, as big as I can get it, and then kind of whittle it down because, again, I'm think I'm putting myself as a user, as a listener, think, okay, well, by track eight, I may have switched off by then. Uh, but hopefully, because I, I said this to you the other day, like um, I'm looking for my next kind of inspiration in yeah. like, my, my, my writing. So I've stumbled again against uh, Paris. And they got this one song, which is just insane. I'm like, oh my God, that's really cool. So I wonder what the rest of the album's like. It's been out for freaking ages. And now I'm going through the album like, this is absolutely a fantastic album. So I'm using that kind of methodology to go, oh, actually, if someone would be like, Levels gold. I'm going to play that 600 times. I really should listen to the rest of the album. Then that's I'm I'm kind of hoping that the way I've ordered the album kind of takes that flow with them at the same time. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, definitely Ellen Dale's is, it was really personal. Amor is obviously really personal. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of at the same time. Like everyone who is single in this kind of given world just relies on meeting someone digitally which absolutely sucks um and yeah for my for my kind of personal experiences then um it's got to the point now where i'm like you know what i don't know what what i'm doing wrong here i ask for your number i get your number with the implication that we're now going to start chatting and then i don't hear back from you like (laughs) what am i doing like what is it me is it you like what so yeah, just done. So yeah, you'll, okay about. You will never know our pain, Jamie. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't envy you guys. I really don't. <laughs> it's like banging my head against the wall, or I just write music. So that's what that's my outlet. Right. Next song is Oasis. Yes. Um, this was. <laughs> I think this was probably the 11th track I wrote. So I needed to kind of round off something before it went into Someone Told Me. Because Someone Told Me was either going to go at the beginning of the album or go at the end. I thought, you know what? I really want to put it at the end. But I want it to be that song like, oh my God, I didn't write that. Dude, you hear this song right at the end of Matt's album? I want it to be that kind of album, that kind of song. So that's why I also made it a second single because obviously at the same time, I didn't want people to kind of forget about it. So then back to your, your track ordering, Tom, it, this Oasis was so, it had to be there because it's gone through, I've written like 
couple of protesty songs, um, alt indie kind of songs, some really stripped back songs. Then all of a sudden, hey, here's a dance song. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. So I, I needed, I needed to introduce the elements that I first introduced with Wake Up with the samples. I needed to get the listener a bit more like sample refreshed because I knew that the next song I was going to put live on the album was Someone Told Me, which is sample heavy. So I needed to kind of get that, those kind of juices flowing again. So, um, so yeah, started Oasis. Um, then I think I just wrote like a bit of a poem. Um, so then I'm, uh, I recorded myself just talking over it, but I thought it sounds really flat. Just me. So I put like a D tuner went all the way down. <laughs> so that's me talking like, like in my really deep, deep voice. It became Darth Vader came Darth Vader essentially Kylo Ren I think was the <laughs> became very Kylo Ren and I thought oh that's really cool I really like that and um I can't remember how, how it kind of how it stemmed from but I, if I remember correctly like some people don't know the difference between right or wrong I can't I don't think there's anything directly inspiring me to kind of write those words um they they just kind of just came to me um but yeah that that oasis was purely a segue track because it went like i've always said it's gone through the whole album it's gone through these motions of like rocky indie subtle strip back and then boom someone told me like oh christ <laughs> i needed to i needed that that that, that segue piece it's cool poem's cool Sorry, isn't it? Not too bad. Yeah, sorry. Just, yeah. Well, this, seriously though, right? So I was going to put it to the end, but I'm going to say it now. I feel that you've literally told a story with the album. And I also feel that it's like segueing into your next one you're going to do with that, in that sort of style. So it's like you've gone from Bloodstream and you do all the rocky stuff at the start and you've got Ballady and now you're going into that dance electronica side. <laughs> and then you're like... Nail on the head. Yeah, you're like diverting into that sort of area for the next stuff you're doing. Yeah, definitely. This track that I've been working on recently, um, it's, it's just weird how, how music happens. Like I, I created this this drum beat, and then it's just a bit flat. I wanted like something a bit more gritty, so I put this this effect on, and then all of a sudden, the the I think it's like shakers. Um, I put distortion on them, and it completely tuned them. I'm like, what? like hey what's happened here and then i'm like oh that's actually quite a cool melody i'm gonna keep that on and on my like my personal instagram like well i probably document most of my life i I was going through all the these things like trying to shape the song i'm still battling with it but yeah it's very electro heavy it really is i'm trying my best to try not grab the guitar i do a stereotypical map songwriting session i'm trying to keep it like electronic as best as i can but um yeah i think i could be heading that way yeah Yeah, uh, that's that's purely dependent on the music that i listen to i mean before i came on to speak to you guys i had a live session playing by ryan adams um whereas in the car i was listening to bring the horizon um ep so it's just it go everything goes to and from be like i said to you already i mean listen to the paris album heavily inspired me to kind of think perhaps i do need to look at my production technique a little bit in a different light because it's something refreshing um see what the future holds i guess 
Yeah, I, like, I, I feel like unintentionally you've almost told a story without actually meaning to tell the story that way. <laughs> okay. that's, how I, that's how I feel about it. Like I said, I feel that you've gone, you know, especially with Vida, where it's like all heavy to start, all protesting, like, yeah, yeah, because they are her, uh, fucking. Then you've gone, stripped it back, it's like, this is me. Yeah. And you've diverted into someone told me, which we will now get onto, when you've gone, I'm going to try this. Yeah, yeah. And now yeah. that's where you're going. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, I mean, someone told me was is, is another challenge song. Um, so one of my oldest school friends, Katie, um, during, during summer, um, we, we were chatting and so you, you need to write a dance song, Matt. That's how you get the big money. That's how you get signed. <laughs> I was like, is it now, love? Okay, cool. <laughs> and um, I thought, yeah, why don't I try and write a dance song? Like, pretty interesting. So I tried to write a dance song like, this is dog shit, delete, get rid. So I went to my work in progress folder, picked up another song. Let's just say it was like burning down. So I bashed out burning down. And then I came across the, the sampling software. I was just playing around like um, the, how can I describe it? Like the monk singing at the beginning. I was playing around my keyboard like, oh my God, this sounds sick. I remember laughing my face off like this amazing. <laughs> like I'm going to have so much fun with this. And um, I thought, oh, it'd be really cool just to get some nice, like, nice guitar, like, boom, bap, boom, bap, bap, boom, bap, brum. Like, this really is awesome. And so I started to kind of progress with it. And I, and I remember Mike was like my guru when it came to, to bouncing like ideas off you at Tom, Tom and Mike were definitely my music gurus on there. So, um, I messaged Mike. I was like, dude, do this song. I just don't know. It was like, send me an MP3 bud. Like he usually does. <laughs> so, uh, I bounced it down. I sent it to him. And uh, at that point, I didn't have like the high high guitar going. Bum, 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 I didn't have that kind of scale. It's just it's, it's electronic drums. It's just the guitar, a few samples. I like. I'm just not feeling it. I'm just really not feeling it. And he's like, dude, step away from it for a bit. Come back to it, but persevere because you literally have no idea what's going to happen to that song? Like, yeah, you got a good point. So, so I think I let the dust settle for like a good few days and came back to it. And then, yes, yeah, things started to progress. And then I found this, um, this one technique on the sample just before the beat drops. It goes, like, ah, I, I just I just clipped that bit of audio so perfectly, like the waveform is like that. To get that, I must have like stopped it here and just looped it. I'm like, this is amazing. And then I had like this big sub like doom sub bass going like this is wicked. I'm loving this. And then I put. Um, put some synth bass on like the really subby synth bass on did a quick mix sent it to, to to mickey and he went why don't you um sidechain that bass and see what it does I'm like mm, okay so sidechaining is like a process where 
you make something else trigger to affect that bit of audio. So instead of going boom, boom, it's like wom, 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 creates that woofing effect. And when I did it, it like took the song from there. It's like, oh, all the way up here. So I'm so glad I didn't delete this song. So glad. And then um, it just happened to be that one of the sample went, someone told me. I, this <laughs> is going so well. This is insane. <laughs> I wanted it to be about like a dancey thing. Uh, I just pressed my keyboard. And I went, someone told me. You're damn right someone told you, love. Let's crack on, down. <laughs> And it, it was just, it was so cool. It's just so cool. And um, so I called it the Katie song. So Katie and I called it the Katie song because she challenged me to do it. I'm like, here you go. It's the Katie song. She went, this is amazing. I went, it's all right. She went, yeah, I'm going to send it to everyone I know. I'm like, cool. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. So when it, when it played on the radio, to this day, I still find it like weird. Like, somebody in the bbc saying my name and literally i'm not i'm not exaggerating this i was sat downstairs with with uh my partner in crime at the time and i get an email saying oh we've played your song tonight i'm like oh, no way what song did you play and it was like someone told me I'm like no way and um I, I was just scrubbing for the audio and i was just chanting to her and then i heard like shut up (laughs) (laughs) and completely cut the conversation off but i just found it i find it so fascinating you could play me like a millisecond i'll be like over here play a millisecond i'm like that's my song (laughs) (laughs) it's really bizarre It it happened in my car the other day like I think it was full goal, fool's gold. Like here's just just the white noise at the beginning. I'm like that's fool's gold. Dun, 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 Like oh, I knew it. It's just wicked. It's wicked. So yeah. So someone told me. Um, it was just yeah. That on the brief dance vibe got hit this one out of the park for Katie. And um, yeah, it was freaking gnarly. Where's the where did the female vocal come from? Oh, someone told me. Yeah. It was, it was just a sample. Oh, was that all it was? Literally? Yeah, it's just a sample. Yeah. So I was just messing around the keyboard and I just had to press one key going, someone told me. Like, oh, that is really nice. I do like that. And um, yeah, the lyrics though. God, what lyrics. Uh, I don't think it's about anything in particular. Um. On the darkest days, I'm just trying to remember it all now. You know, you've got little Barbie hands. Plastic <laughs> 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 hands. <laughs> like a little tight. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think someone told me it was it's another step up in, in production. Um, I remember I did stereotypical write the verse record the verse but the second verse i wanted to be different so i put like a sub octave in it as well so if you listen carefully you can hear like a really dark like dull uh subby tone of my voice as well because i put some effect on it just to kind of thicken sound keep it interesting um but yeah it was it was cool loved that song man loved that song yeah it's quite uh, sorry jerry 
I was just going to say, I find quite fascinating from, from this conversation, the two songs you've seemed so enthusiastic and so happy with is the first song and the last song. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could see why. I, I could see yeah. why. If, if I was to kind of reflect on that now, I think both of them weren't stereotypical production for me. Like, <sighs> vocals-wise, there's effects on the vocals, like distortion or some kind of octave kind of pedal on it which is really cool they're both out of my genre i mean my my genre is definitely it's alternate it's indie it's a bit rocky at the same time neither of those fit into that category um at the same time as well um one of them is really protesty one of them is definitely well is it's a challenger song so they both kind of excited me at the same time Whereas the other songs I want to reflect back, like more on Ellen Dale, that's just like a, a stuff I was kind of bashing out a few years ago. Granted, it's still fun now and it still means something to me now, but it's not new. It, it, it didn't, it didn't make me kind of wake up in the morning and go, yes, let's go crack on with this. Someone told me and wake up. What were those sight and fool's gold? Those kind of things did wake me up and go, cool. Um, what, what else can I do to elevate this now? Or those are the songs I'd be in bed thinking, hmm, perhaps I need to watch YouTube to see how I can get that bit to kind of pop up a little bit more. Those are the songs that really excited me um, th- through the, the entirety of, of Vida. Um, and someone told me, it was, it's just, yeah, it's kind of like you said, Tom, you've hit a, um, well, you've definitely made an interesting point there. Like, it definitely sounds like there's a a theme coming because I've obviously dabbled with the electronics a little bit more. I'm starting to dabble with them a bit more now because it's exciting. It's something new. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a weird one. It's really weird. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, before we move on, I just realized we didn't actually ask this at the start. Where did the name Vida come from? Um, so Vida is obviously, uh, Spanish, uh, for life. And, um, I wanted to have something a little bit different. I mean, I've always loved the Spanish language ever since I started doing it in school. So um, already I had like a, a list of names like on my Google Docs um, because I had like an album track listing, I had a progress, I had like a database of stuff that people wanted to reach out to. So I started to collect everything in here. Um, so I had Vida. I thought, yeah, that's quite cool. There's a bit, it's, it's just borderline Coldplay, like Viva La Vida. I'm like, hmm let me crack on. But every time I looked at a list, just Vida just stuck out like a sore thumb to me. And, um, at the same time as well, it was a good depiction of, of life. Essentially. I mean, bloodstream, like I've said, like a number of times, it was, it was, it's really personal. Uh, that was, that's probably, probably the rawest I'm ever going to get. That's probably the most personal I'm ever going to get. And putting it down to paper, I'm actually, sharing it out on spotify and everywhere else whereas vida um it probably wasn't as personal as a bit more life focused uh still there's definitely elements in there but i think vida is, is is a great way to kind of show what i was going through during that process so if someone goes in years time in years to come go what, what was vida about well that was about my life during the time we were going through this global pandemic you can hear that in that song and that's on that song during my life at that point in time, two people challenged me to write songs. Here you go. Also as well, one of my closest friends is going through a tough time and that's what that song epitomizes about. 
And then uh, that song burning down is about how the government just royally screwing things up. I, I, I take it's such a hard job to do and trying to accommodate everybody's needs, but at the same time, you've got to do something right and they just weren't doing it right. So yeah, it's, it's about my life as a 33, 32 to 33 year old. <laughs> it really shows how far you've come as well. It really, literally from Lights and Escapades to now, it, it, you've grown so much. Oh my and, God, yeah. and you're growing again. You're, you're challenging yourself to do other things again and do brand new. It's awesome. I'm so excited for what's to come. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think I said this to Jem um, on her podcast as well. Like, I, I, I look back to like, Lights and Escapades and I look back to Bloodstream. I've got no regrets on what I wrote about or how I recorded those songs. But I will put, I'll be the first to, to put my hand up and say how they sound is absolutely atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> Um, again it's it's a photo book isn't it yeah and lights and escapades i lived in clifton in bristol with this uh lovely girl called jen and we had this flat which was an absolute steal like we got an absolute bargain for such like a it's been places it's clifton like oh my god and like the ceilings like when do they stop like they're so high and then in my room, I had like this, this still the same desk, uh, same computer, same rig that I had kind of set up, and I recorded the majority of Lights and Escapades there. So when I hear like certain songs, like okay, I wrote that one was there, I wrote that one was there. I remember what that song's about, and then when it Bloodstream, I it was literally this computer was just sat here, but I've now just moved the studio entirely. And it's in this house. I've written two albums in this house. So when that, I want to come to move, these albums will then remind me about the the house. So that's I'm kind of taking things away. But um, yeah, I mean, Vida for me, I I had to, I had to up my game. I I just had to up my game sonically. I I couldn't, I couldn't produce another bloodstream. I couldn't produce another sound in Lights and Escapades. I had to do something different. And, um, well, yeah, I, as you boys already know, I've started to invest into a bit more gear, um, starting to kind of invest a bit more tools that are going to help me along the way. So, um, yeah, see what the next uh, year holds to me. Excited. Amazing. Are there any lessons you've learned while making Vida that you want to take into the next album, whether that's something that went wrong or went right? Um, there's nothing that really springs to mind. Um I think if anything, lessons I've learned is trying to keep things a bit more consistent as possibly can. Um, it's, it's always hard for me to try and get like a really good vocal sound. And that's probably one thing that um, at, one, at some point you have to write a list to, to kind of learn different techniques. So you get like vocal warmth, vocal saturation, which makes, a per, which makes the vocals just sound like really present, really there. And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Um, I think the next the lessons learned is probably to just, just have a bit more pride in my sound. So I'm not, when I say I'm sat in my, my music room slash music studio, it's, it's literally, it's the third bedroom of my house, essentially, which I've turned it into like my, my little room. But when I record a guitar, I'm not micing up a guitar amp. I'm going straight to my sound card and I'm using like an emulator. But I think that's a really great thing because like I've already said before, if I, this, if I go, if I record a demo, go for my walk around and think oh man this is too much gain on that guitar track 
I then have to go home. Damn, I'm pawns. Well, let's put the mic there. Shit, where did I put that mic? Did I put a room mic over there? God damn, I can't remember. Whereas now, let's just turn the game done. It's done. Problem solved. <laughs> done. I think. I think next, the next round, whatever, whenever that may be. I, I don't know when that's gonna gonna eventuate, but it could be the fact that I look to either up the the technology that I use in creating the guitar sound that I want, or actually then start going down the route the road of going right. I'm going to grab this 60 watt amp, which will probably wake up the entirety of the street and the next street and the next street. And, um, I put loads of stuff around it and and I record it. Perhaps I have to go down that road, but uh, I won't know that until I start pushing myself to do that. Um, so I think any lessons learned is probably just take a bit more pride. Um, but also just to not rush. I, I didn't rush anything, um, in Vida. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely going to keep that consistent. Amazing. Tom, have you got any more questions before we get out of here? Just looking forward to what's to come. Amazing. Um, before we do shoot off, we like to play a little game with our guests. And I can't miss you off because I love this little game. We call it a quick fire round. It's five questions. You just answer them as quick as you can. Oh, Christ. <laughs> this is great. We love doing this. Right. Number one. Let's go. Favorite Christmas movie? I had. Good answer. Favorite pizza topping? Uh, meat <laughs> just answer. meat yeah good answer who would play you in a movie Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> <laughs> obviously of course of course uh, favourite cartoon growing up uh, Ninja Turtles <laughs> fuck amazing answers and I love how fast you're answering advice you would give to a younger Matt Roberts <laughs> oh shit that's a great question I can't pick by that one. <laughs> oh my god to a younger Matt Roberts oh dude the list is okay, uh... have this book this gets everyone this gets everyone every week <laughs> oh man that's such a great question the advice I'd give to myself uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's so many things. Like I imagine my timeline, like a timeline, and go right. That happened there. Then that will went to shit down here. I'd be like, right, don't go do that. Don't go do that. That's what I'm, you've asked that question. But like, right, do not go and date that person because that's going to happen. Remember that day when you had that? Go get that looked at. Not that I had anything. <laughs> but that. that <laughs> That kind of thing. I think um, the only thing I would go back, if so, I'm going to take this to another level for you, Jamie. Like, six form. Okay, let's just get this right. Come on. How old am I? How old's my younger self? Ooh. We, I'm trying to... Where do you start shaping who you become? Should we say, like, junior school? I would say high school, yeah. So high school. Should we go pre-GCSEs? Yeah. That's a good place. Yeah. Year good. seven. Year seven. Oh, year seven. All right. I think that's a um, good, good year. Don't look that Okay, year though. seven then. Oh, I've got this. Got this. Pay attention in math class, you dumbass. That's what I've done. <laughs> Never joking, man. That math class still haunts me. Still haunts me. I sat next to this little kid. Ugh! Sat next to him. 
And literally every goddamn lesson, he's like, uh, 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 pushing me. I was like, dude, fuck off. Duff, 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 pushing me. I was like, okay. And I started pushing him. And then I had no idea that that math class w- would be the only math class which would set uh, the rest of my future for my education. Because we had set one, two, three, and four. Four being like, you're not too good. One being, I'm the nerd. Thank you very much. I was in about two and three. For maths, I was in four. Purely because in year seven, I did the work. I just didn't work hard enough. And I think that if I did work hard enough, then I think I'd be a lot smarter than I am today. So I'd go back to the him and say, Matt, grab him by the tie, like, dude, yeah, you're still good looking when you're that kid. But you got to pay attention to mass, man. You got to pay attention. You just got to get it done. That's what I do. Beautiful. Matt, this has been absolutely awesome. We've really enjoyed doing this. It's a pleasure, fellas. That's Thank you so much for doing it. No worries. No worries. Thank you for having me on. Okay. Um, I thought he was going to say something else. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's, dude, thank you again so much. You've absolutely loved it. Before we get out of here, plug your shit. Yeah, so Vida's out now, ladies and gents. Um, it's probably the most hardworking piece of music I've ever done in my entire life to date. It's coming up to about 850 streams uh, on Spotify, which to me signifies that it's being... It's being well received by others around the world. It'd be great to obviously get your ears on it as well. Um, I'm on social media stuff as official Matt Roberts or just Matt Roberts. So please, if you like anything, any songs, then please let me know. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's, my, it's my best work and I, and I hope you enjoy it if you listen to it. Incredible. Matt, thank, thank you, man. Thank you so much for doing this. I absolutely love having you on here. We'll do it again. Well, of course we'll do it again. Yeah. No yeah. And uh, enjoy the rest of your evening, sir. You too, fellas. You too. See you later. Take care, sir. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Frank Guglielmelli, and I'm the narrator for some wonderful audio dramas from SISCAST, like Marty and Mars, Bounty Hunters, and a great part in Val Toby, with much more to come. You can find these programs on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Or head over to our website, www.syscast.com. We are excited to announce that we are now affiliated with the Chronicles of Podcast with Tom and Jamie. Hey, this is Adam Gubman, and you're listening to the Chronicles of Podcast with Tom and Jamie. Be prepared for a lot of cat butts. <laughs>